said, child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just preach to me, for I am the one. I am the Well, good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Schumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you today and want to thank you for uh, taking time to join us today as we've been studying for some time now in Mark's Gospel. And we've entitled our study, A Journey Through Mark. And again, we're glad to have you with us today. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you have a copy of God's Word nearby, I want to encourage you to open up your Bible along with, with me this morning as we study God's Word together, Mark chapter 13. And we're going to read verse 3 and 4. That will be our, our text this morning as we're studying together with our Bibles open, our hearts open, Mark 13, verse number three. I'm going to look there and uh, we'll read those two verses. Verse number three says, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew asked him privately, tell us what shall these things be? And what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? I remind you this morning that Jesus was in his last few days upon the earth, the last few hours also, I mean, just a matter of hours, he was going to the cross of Calvary. He would soon die for my sins and your sins and the sins of the entirety of the world. Yes, he was going to Calvary. That was his purpose. It was his divine mission to be the propitiation for you and I for the sins of all men once and for all. And so it is that he would go and die upon the cross and, and arise from the dead on the third day. And we're thankful for what the scripture reveals this morning, as we're looking at the text of our verse, we must remember that Jesus was in Jerusalem. He was there at the temple, and he'd been in the temple. And I marvel at that. His last day or two on the earth, he was at the temple. And that's an, a remarkable thing, how the Lord loved the house of God. And as he was at the temple, you'll recall that he also was watching there from the, from the treasury. He was there close by 
And he began to watch as people were casting uh, their gifts, their offerings into the treasury of the temple. These tre these these chests, if you will, were uh, they were in the shape of a trumpet, and they were uh, large at the top. And people would cast their money into the treasury. There was actually thirteen of them that was there at the temple in Jerusalem, and the money was used to support the various different aspects of the temple, and uh, such as wood for the fire, for the sacrifice, all those things that we rarely consider. Those, those things cost money, and they had to be provided for, and they were gifts from the people of Israel to the temple. And so it was that Jesus was there and he had watched the treasury. He had watched those who, who were very wealthy and they had placed their, their money into the treasury. And then one lady came who was a certain poor widow. And we know that she cast uh, uh, all her money into the treasury, all that she had. And, and Jesus was amazed at that. And he told that she had given out of her, uh, out of her lack and out of her uh, not having, she had given more than all the others. And then as we continued our study, we found out that uh, as they were leaving and departing the temple, and no doubt they were making their way toward the city wall of Jerusalem. And as they were leaving the temple, we looked yesterday in verse two, and one of Jesus' disciples, the Bible doesn't say which one it was, but he made a comment about the great buildings there of the temple and that which surrounded it. And Jesus said that there shall not be one stone left upon another that shall not be thrown down. In other words, he prophesied about the destruction of the temple. And I imagine to the disciples, this sounded as if it were impossible. But yet Jesus said, uh, and Jesus answering in verse number two, he said, seest thou these great buildings? There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And, and yesterday we saw uh, a, a vivid reminder of the fulfillment of that prophecy because those large stones are still laying on the ground there at the base of the temple there at Mount Moriah. As I think about that, I marvel about that. And now Jesus had, had removed himself from the temple, and we see the retreat of Jesus to the mount. If you'll notice with me in verse number three, the Bible says, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple. And now what this means is the Mount of Olives is directly east of Jerusalem. If you'll notice behind me, I have uh, for you a picture that I took from the top of the Mount of Olives. And uh, it's an interesting, uh, interesting picture. Uh, as I took this picture, you can easily see the city of Jerusalem. And if you'll notice the building that has the gold 
dome upon it, that is the mosque there in Jerusalem, and that was the place where the temple was. So you can imagine on a bright sunny day, the beautiful marble temple laced in with gold would shine and sparkle in the morning sun. And as Jesus and his disciples make their way somewhere there on the Mount of Olives, they were looking back toward the temple. And again, the Mount of Olives is directly east of Jerusalem. The Mount of Olives is, it presents, as you can see, a splendid view of the holy city, Jerusalem. And it would also have given a great view of the temple. The Messiah, the Lord Jesus, spent a lot of time on the Mount of Olives. And in fact, he ascended upon the Mount of Olives. He prayed in the garden at the base of the Mount of Olives. He spent a lot of time on the Mount of Olives. And when he returns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he will step foot on the Mount of Olives. That's an amazing thought as we think about that. But we see the retreat of Jesus to the Mount. But then I want you to notice with me in that same verse, not only the retreat of Jesus to the Mount, but the reasoning of Jesus' men. The Bible says, and he, as he said, upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple. In other words, with the temple in view, Peter and James and John and Andrew ask him privately. Now, the disciples had immediately listened to what the Lord had prophesied about the, the buildings and the temple being torn down. And I know there's no doubt that he uh, that, that, that it struck a chord with them when the Lord started speaking about the stones and the structures being thrown down. And that is a great prophecy that Jesus proclaimed to them. The disciples were, they had immediately listened to Jesus, but not only did they immediately listen, but the disciples were interested in what Jesus had to say. And I'll say to you, we too should be very interested in what Jesus has to say. And as I think about that, the, G, the, the disciples then took that interest and they immediately listened, but they took their interest and they began to inquire of Jesus about what he had spoken. Peter, James, John and Andrew. I find that an interesting thing. The three disciples, as we think about that, Peter, James, and John were what is called the inner circle, the three. And uh, I won't go into details about that today, but I, I just want you to notice that it was the, what is called the inner circle, those three uh, disciples. But I notice another one is included. His name is Andrew. And that's Simon Peter's brother. You say, well, what do you mean about that? What, why, what is the importance of that? Well, I want to say this. The addition of Andrew, I believe, as I was studying this this morning, the Holy Spirit uh, gave me this idea. It teaches us that all the disciples could have asked Jesus about the prophecy. It wasn't just limited to those who were the inner circle or the beloved as John was named. And we know John loved Jesus and Jesus loved John. Jesus loved all his disciples equally. 
You say, how could that be when there's what is called the inner circle? Well, I'll say this to you and I. It has to do more with their love for him than his love for them because he loves all men. I don't care who you are. Jesus doesn't discriminate. He doesn't have favorites. We are all his favorites. But the trouble with people is that we have other loves and we have things that we care about more than we do him. But when we fall in love with him and put him first in our life, then we'll get closer to him. And that is exactly what these disciples realized. The three, that was the inner circle, and Andrew asked Jesus a question about the prophecy. Now notice this, the response to Jesus' message, what they asked the Lord. Tell us, in verse number four, look in your Bible, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? Now, the disciples asked Jesus two very valid questions. First of all, they said, when shall these things be? Secondly, they asked, what shall be the sign when these things shall be fulfilled? But Jesus doesn't set a date. He doesn't say it's going to be this month and this year. He doesn't do that at all, and neither should we. We shouldn't set dates on prophecy. And I want to say this. We can look for the signs, but I'm a little bit hesitant about putting a date upon it. And I know there's people who put dates on the second return of Christ, and that is wrong. I'll, I'll just say it this way. It's very likely Jesus won't come at that time because he doesn't allow us to put a date on it. God knows when these events will happen and we can have and see the signs and look for the signs and we should, but putting a date upon it is not for us to do. And as I'm thinking about this, he does speak of signs, signs of the times. And this is a very, very important prophecy the Lord is going to speak, and we're going to take some time to deal with that over the next few days. We're going to stop right there for today because my time has long since passed this morning, and we'll pick up again, Lord willing, tomorrow for the next Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. And again, this is Pastor Donnie Shoemate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. Thank you, and God bless. Bye-bye. Child, I know you're sorry for all.